Hi, this is Pat Cashman. I apologize in advance for the poor audio quality of my microphone that you're going to hear in this podcast. Now, we believe sabotage has been done by members of our podcast staff. These people are now in prison. They are awaiting court dates, and if found guilty, and let's face it, they are guilty, they will serve 15 to 20 years in prison. However, we do thank them for their previous service. Well, Bud, the team is coming out of the tunnel now as we get ready for the kickoff of this game. Here we go. And we have to say this starting freshman is a little different looking. I'd have to agree. The Fighting Irish have never had a player that looks quite like him. And that's even going back to when Newt Rockney was the coach. Your eye kind of just goes right to him. He doesn't even look like a football player. In fact, the players all seem to be trying to steer clear of him. Yes, they certainly are. Almost afraid of him. Maybe it's because he's from France. Could be. The Hunchback of Notre Dame will not be presented at this time, so we may bring you this special podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. You're off. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it. Yeah. It's love and time. Hi, Lisa. Why are you? How's it going? Why are you yelling at me? I'm not, but I, <laughs> I've just decided I'm going to speak up a little more on this episode. Okay. Have you been okay. Have you been speaking quietly before? Well, I know I I okay, when we ow. started recording today, I, I I frightened you I uh, when I came on. Uh, as as people may or may not care, you are uh, about <clears throat> 360 miles away from me. Yes, and which so is, we which are is my safe distance from you, by the way. <laughs> not that safe, but uh, so so. I when I come on uh, the first time you hear me, uh, sometimes it surprises you because you're waiting, and then I came on and you said, <laughs> "Oh my God, you." You scared the s out of me. You did. I was. I was. I. I launched the thingy, and then I go to other tabs that I'm reading the yeah. news, and I'm yeah. you know doing all that show prep that I do for our episode. And so right. I'm not looking to see when you've hopped on. All I the only um, the only way I know is when you make a noise and <laughs> you made a big noise today. I I did it. It was a jump scare. Complete jump. And scare. I think I I think I came on with an evil laugh. Yes. Like, <laughs> now in real life, I mean, this is a, a thing we accept from movies and TV and cartoons. Yeah. And we've have all these great, especially cartoon villains. Simon Bar Sinister. Simon says, dry up. <laughs> a snidely whiplash. Uh, all, all these evil, evil guys, and they all had their distinctive laughs. There was one guy that would laugh like, Nyah-uh-uh. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Nyah-uh-uh. No, uh, I don't. Is it a cartoon or a, was it a cartoon? Yeah, it's a cartoon. Here, I'll, oh. I'll find it. Okay. Now, here's how Simon Bar Sinister laughed. <laughs> and then Snidely Whiplash. <laughs> but the Nyah-uh-uh guy... 
Here, I think this is it. Time to do my bad deeds for the day. From the Beanie and Cecil cartoons, Dishonest John. Okay, that had nothing to do with anything, but I, I'm glad we got to talk about that. So the laugh the that I laugh. love, the laugh that I love, it, cartoon character is Muttley. Muttley. Oh was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Muttley wasn't evil, but he had a great laugh. He wasn't he. Um, gosh darn it. He was. Oh, here it is. I found it. He was the sidekick to Dick Dastardly. Remember Dick oh, Dastardly? Yeah, <laughs> he was in, yeah. He was in Wacky Races, and it was. Yeah, yeah, they had their yeah. own TV show, Dastardly and Muttley in their flying machines. But that was a great laugh. Oh, easy. Really? Exactly. <laughs> that was it. Exactly. But, but so memorable. Even yeah. if, if you're a youngster and don't remember the cartoon, look it up. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. You did yeah. it. That's really that's good. A, that's, that's him. Yeah. That's really yeah, good. How clever was that? Okay, I, so enough. I could go on all day about cart- old cartoons. Yeah. I was watching, and I've gotten into watching old movies that I've never seen before. Oh, good for you. And, uh, I love that. And I'm watching, I've read the book, but uh, I'm watching A Tale of Two Cities. It's from 1935. It's ancient. Mm. And uh, a guy named Ronald Coleman. Uh, has these main role. Ronald Coleman was one of these fellows, an Englishman. He had a very distinctive voice. Mm-hmm. And I remembered the voice as in a cartoon, and I couldn't remember what it was, and then it came to me just today. There was a cartoon. I don't know how many people would remember this. King Leonardo and his royal subjects. King Leonardo was a lion, and he was a king of sorts. He lived in Ongo Bongo, and... <laughs> And he had a sidekick, and so he'd go, Odeo Coloni, bring me my royal TV. <laughs> and then Odeo Coloni would go, I'm bringing it to you now, sir. And I realized that's who Odeo Coloni's voice was patterned after. This actor, Ronald Coleman. Oh. Yes, uh, yes, I shall bring it to you now, sir. Thank you, Odie. Gosh, how do I ever get this damn podcast back on track? I have no idea. The music we've been hearing underneath us, by the way, is that of a guy named Richard Davis, who was a stand-up bass player. He just passed away, 93 years old. Uh, And he was such a good bass player that even if you were doing classical music or jazz or rock and roll, he was what they called the first call. I want a bass player. Richard Davis is your first call because he was so good, so so unique. And he played with Igor Stravinsky and Leonard Bernstein, but also Bruce Springsteen, Paul Simon, Bunny Ray, Bunny Ray, and was the musical director of Van Morrison's second album. If I ventured in the slipstream which I consider one of the top five albums of all time, Van Morrison's Astral Weeks. He's playing bass in it, Richard Davis is, but he's also directing all the music. And the way they did the the album was, well, we'll just we'll just play, and then Van Morrison will sort of sing his lyrics. And they didn't have charts; they didn't really figure everything out. They just sort of winged it, and it became an incredibly great album. So I've completely lost my place, except that Richard Davis was uh, 93. Oh, he's playing a little bit of bass on 
Remember, we just talked a couple of weeks ago about Astrid Gilberto, the girl from Ipanema. She did another song called Without Him. It was based on a Harry Nelson song. And at the 68 second mark in this song, here comes Richard Davis with a bass break that just completely changes the song. Right in the middle of the song, this happened. Okay, um, Jimmy Buffett passed away a couple weeks ago since we recorded this. I did drop some mention of him into our previous podcast, but uh, actually between when when we record this and when I put the whole thing together with music, he died in that interim. So I thought, well, I better include him now or we might forget before our next podcast. But Yeah, we wouldn't want to forget that. No. Yeah. Here's another guy that just passed away. Died in Boise, actually. His name was Steve Harwell, and he was the lead singer of Smash Mouth. Yeah. Very controversial guy. Yeah. He uh, had his uh, measure of uh, problems, shall we say. He left the band in 2021. He got kind of weird and all of that. (laughs) Uh, But... Uh, he uh, he was the lead singer on some of the hit songs Smash Mouth had, "Walking in the S- Walking on the Sun." Which is a good way to get blisters, by the way, on your feet. Yeah, that's a dumb and idea. And this this song was a pretty big hit. I do a lot of charity auctions, and invariably, this, ston- this song will be played when you're trying to get people to step up and give money to a cause. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. All-star. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running. Didn't make sense not to live for fun. Get smart, but your head gets dumb. He was the lead singer. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on, get paid. And then uh, this band got a huge boost. They didn't realize it, but a couple of their songs were used in the movie Shrek, including uh, All-Star. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and then they they redid the monkeys song I'm a believer. <laughs> and they didn't know that, you know, they ah, okay, they, you can use our songs in your movie if you want. Well, they probably made more money from that than they did from any anything else because that Shrek album was a huge huge hit. And finally, Lisa, I want to mention Gary Wright. Yeah. 80 years old. He played keyboards, uh, believe it or not, on the George Harrison album, All Things Must Pass. That was in 1970. Great musician. But he favored synthesizers over guitars. And he did that in... Uh, 
the song called Dreamweaver, yeah. 1975. And he had another hit. He had two hits, the Dreamweaver hit and then Love is Alive in 1976. Yeah. So, yeah. This one. This one. But speaking of Dreamweaver, uh, a friend and I, uh, I, I kind of stuck my toe a little bit into politics when I was uh, in the 1970s, early 70s, and there was a guy, a U.S. representative, a congressman named Jim Weaver, who in 1986 decided to run for the U.S. Senate against uh, then-Senator Bob Packwood. Uh, Weaver didn't win for a variety of reasons. He dropped out of the race. But my friend and I said, hey, why don't we approach the Jim Weaver campaign committee and suggest that this be the song that they play at all the Jim Weaver rallies. Jim Weaver, he's a guy that'll never deceive ya. I think if he had gone with that song, he probably would have been elected senator. So, Jim Weaver, who's not with us anymore. Jim Weaver, you blew it. Yeah. You blew it. Okay, so right. believe it or not, Lisa, this yeah, is episode wait, two hundred. Hold on, hold on. This hold is on. episode two hundred ninety-nine. We have of one our podcast series. We have, we have one more death to talk about. Oh, yes. Sorry, we have one more death to talk about. No good. I and mean it's bad. it's a it's an impending death. It hasn't happened yet, but it is coming in this. Death is coming in in nine days from now, from the date we're actually recording this. You're and talking about me, aren't you? No, 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 no. And that is Netflix has decided to uh, wind down their actual physical DVD mailing service Whoa. because they are now a streaming company, and they're going to ship well, that's out. Been the case for a long time. They're going to ship out their final discs. On September 29th, 2023. And I found it really interesting. There's going to be a handful of people that this will affect because there are some people who have very slow internet connections. They can't really actually stream anything. Um, people who, who prefer watching movies in a physical format, I can't imagine why. I don't know what the benefit of that would be. But yeah, those little red envelopes are going to be gone. I, I was so excited when Netflix came came around. Do you know that was 25 years ago? That company essentially was headed to oblivion. And then, you know, it just wasn't working anymore with the mailing out of the DVDs and all of that. And they reinvented themselves in the most remarkable way and became this streaming service that we now know. But yeah, uh, Lisa, I remember they were moribund. I mean, they were about to disappear as a company. It's a remarkable story of adaptation. And yeah, I remember I used to or I used to get those Netflix DVDs all the time. Yeah, me too. And I specifically remember ordering The Deer Hunter, a movie I'd never seen and still haven't. Meryl Streep and who else was in that? I think uh, De, Niro Robert De Niro was in it. Yeah, Robert De Niro. Remarkable movie. I think it was Scorsese directed it, I believe. And you, ne you ordered it, but you never watched it? Anyway, I've got those DVDs in a drawer here at home. <gasps> and I remember getting a 
message from the Netflix people and said, hey, you've got to return these movies, <laughs> The Deer Hunter, and, that, and, I, and I was sure I already had. Oh, and I got really huffy about it. I got on the phone with him. I said, <laughs> I return these movies, you jackasses. I didn't say that. But I come on, come on. And I swore up and down I'd return the movies. Yeah. And then uh, only later did I discover, well, no, actually, here they are in a drawer. You didn't return them. Yeah, because there wasn't the uh, their their policy was you you didn't get the next movie uh, in your queue until you returned. Yeah. You had like three days to watch yeah. it or something. So yeah, exactly. Huh. Well, interesting. Then they dropped me as a member of Netflix. Oh, <laughs> you I were in... blocked by Netflix. Yeah, Jesus. And Christ. so being blocked, I thought, well. <laughs> Now I can't even return these movies to them. And so I still have them. And I feel terrible about it. It's <laughs> like an overdue exciting. library book. Yeah. And these exactly. are the movies that I rented from them. Gosh, it's got to be 15 years ago. And I've never watched them. <laughs> Not only did I purloin their movies yeah. inadvertently, but I never yeah. even watched them. Well, guess when bad. the first movie was shipped out and guess which movie it was. So the first DVD that was shipped... Was I'll tell. I you. would say it would be uh, a classic movie uh, of the genre uh, of the age, like Star Wars or uh, Jaws or The Godfather. That's Am a I really. Right? Those are all good guesses, but no. So the first DVD was shipped out March tenth, nineteen ninety eight. Does that I know? Change? Ernest that goes change? to camp. <laughs> Beetlejuice. Really. Huh. Yes, that was the trivia, first right? DVD shipped. Guess how many number, uh, how many DVDs they've shipped over the last 25 years? Four? Uh, 5.2 billion. And oh the gosh. most popular title, and I'm with you on this, you would think it would be The Godfather or, I don't know, Wizard of Oz or, I don't know. Most Back to the Future. Back to the Future. No, the most popular title that got rented more than anything else was The Blind Side with, um, what's her name? Yeah. What's her name? What, what, is, what is her, her name? name? I don't what know what her name is. That girl. I can't think of it. I just lost it. It's I don't back know. In the new, it's back in the news now because the uh, the yes. player, the, uh, the, the, the football player, feels like he was mistreated and yes. deceived. And, uh, Sandra Bullock. Uh, Sandra Bullock, thank you. Yes. So anyway, yeah. So 40 million subscribers, um, the little red envelope going away this month. It's dying, dying, dead, dead, dead. Interesting. Yeah, I thought thought that was interesting. I know a guy who says, that's very interesting. He (laughs) says it that way all the time. (laughs) Oh, that's very interesting. (laughs) That's over-articulate he, much. Yeah. Well, his other his other weird habit is that he said, I'm going to run down to the Home Depot to pick up some lumber. Is he just being funny? No, no. That's what he, he calls it, the Home Depot. Well, and it's I, not And I said, it, well, that's I not- said, have you ever seen an ad for Home Depot? They don't say Home Depot. They say Home Depot. Another Home Depot certified advantage. Everybody says Home Depot. You say Depot. Why that all? And he goes, he goes. I don't know. It just sounds right to me. That's so I don't funny. know. That yeah. reminds me of that commercial for it's a laundry detergent. It's a TV commercial, and 
a gal's waiting at the table. A guy shows up. He's got a very rumpled t-shirt and he says, hi, you look nice. And she says, and you look very comfortable, C- comfortable, comfortable, comfortable. Yes. comfortable. <laughs> I don't know how she says it. And you look comfortable. So we don't say that. We say comfortable. I think so. Don't you have to go with what the majority of people's pronunciation? I, mean, I, I believe that should be the rule. I do believe yeah. that should be the rule. It can change through time and use, of course, but generally speaking, uh, that that'll be. There used to be a woman on the local TV news that would always talk about, and here are the current temperatures. Temperatures. She would <laughs> pronounce instead of rattling off temperature, she'd go. Temperature. She, <laughs> she'd break up every syllable of it, and it drove me to distraction. <laughs> it's not yeah, a big deal, but I just thought it was the other word that bugs me. And maybe this is just my hearing, but uh, when they talk about uh, students, see, I say students. He was a high school student. Yeah. But no, now see. everybody says student. Oh. These students were dismissed from school yesterday. These students will return on Monday. Yep. That drives me crazy. Like, uh, like, um, important. (laughs) Yes. I think I've bitched about that one before. Another friend of mine has trouble saying the word, the contraction didn't. I didn't go there. He goes, I didn't. (laughs) I didn't go there. I don't like know, it's, it's just one syllable. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just because he can't say it very well. I yeah. don't know. Hey, everybody, stop saying words that annoy us. Don't yeah. say them in ways that annoy us, that it's annoying. Yes. <laughs> this has been a public service announcement. <laughs> it's so annoying. Speaking of things that annoy me, the. This, and I bet this bugs you too, and it has happened to everybody, I'm sure. But um, I was at a party a couple of weeks ago, and and I, I said, hey, I understand you guys have a new puppy. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, we do. Do you have a picture of it? Yeah, here it is. And I dial up the picture of our new puppy, Maggie Mae, on my phone. Yes. Yeah, and I hand cute. it to this guy, and he looks at the picture, and then he starts thumbing through other <gasps> stuff. No. Yes. No. I'm thinking, what do you, I, I think, uh, uh, can I have my phone back, please? Hang on, hang on. He's looking through. I'm just wishing, man, I wish I had some horrifying porn on there right now. <laughs> or some murder, something that's been murdered. Yeah, an obvious murder victim, and I'm standing <laughs> over it. Oh, i got to have my phone back, please. But, I mean, is that beyond the pale? Yeah. You give somebody I your phone like and they it. start thumbing through your private pictures? What the hell? I don't like handing my phone to anybody. I will pull the yeah. picture up and then hold the phone in front of their face. They don't get to touch it. Yeah. I go, well, look. Be my, I go, my look, and I stretch my know. arm out with the phone on it. I don't hand them my phone. No. <laughs> yeah. that, that was your first mistake. Don't hand your phone to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. I'm with you. As I mentioned, this now we discover is our 299th episode. 299. So you would think we're going to do something really special and remarkable for number 300. <laughs> and a lot of times, like TV shows that have their anniversary or yeah. they reach some sort of watershed or mm-hmm. a milestone, they'll cop out by just playing 
clips or excerpts from previous episodes. Yes. The highlight, the highlights from. We're not going to do that. No. If you want to listen to anything, you can go back and listen to old episodes. That's just a cheap cop out. Having said that, I don't think we're we have any plans to do anything interesting. Right. Do, yeah, we? do you? Do you? The, the way you said that that we're not going to do that sounded like you were leading up to something really amazing. So I wanted to add on to not only are we not going to do that, we're also not going to do anything special either. Well, who cares? I mean, it's so <laughs> so self indulgent to celebrate your own anniversary like that. So we'll just keep on doing our crappy stuff. <laughs> okay, that's and you can rely on that. Sounds like a great idea. Here's to the ones that we got. Cheers to the wish you were here, but you're not. Cause the drinks bring back all the memories of everything we've been through. Memories bring back, memories bring back your... I was watching uh, some political show today and and it was all about conspiracies and people believing things that are it seems to me so obviously untrue when you're you know they're getting into space aliens and uh you wait a minute space aliens are real what are you talking about lasers and all this kind of stuff as explanations of why elections were lost or why things happened and and i and my thought was you know what why don't we go back to when we were kids you would think kids would be the most naive of all. But my memory is that I questioned everything when I was a kid. I don't think adults question a lot of stuff anymore. Oh, that sounds good. I'll go with that. Really? I mean, I questioned I... stuff. When I was a kid, I, I I remember as a kid thinking, wait a minute. How can nobody notice that outside of his glasses, Clark Kent is obviously Superman? Mm-hmm. He looks exactly the same. Come on, people. What's the matter with you? I remember, you know, reading fairy tales as a kid. Give me a break. Rapunzel, even if she had hair that long, the guy couldn't climb up the tower on her hair. Who has a neck that strong? Come on. I don't buy Rapunzel. I don't buy Red Riding Hood. Come on, the wolf dressing up as grandma. Come on, Hood. Think. That ain't your grandma. Look at the teeth. Yeah. Look at the big nose. Look at. Come on, think. Yeah. <coughs> anyway, you okay. My yeah. I, my point I, is that we got to start not taking everything that you know that looks right or good to us to make a point and really question everything. And, yeah, and I feel the, differently. The I feel thinking. I feel like everybody's questioning things a lot more, which is why they go down these weird rabbit holes. They're questioning, well, I'm not saying they're don't questioning, question things. They're questioning the wrong things. I feel like people are, as we get older, they're they're not taking reality. They're just a little removed from reality. So they're, they're questioning reality and going out on these weird, <laughs> weird limbs. Well, I don't um, think we disagree. I, I think you're... Yeah. Look, I think people look, are questioning the wrong things, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So... I have a, a neighbor um, who I don't think listens to this podcast, so I, I'm safe in saying this. And if but, you do, howdy, neighbor. <laughs> but I was, uh, I, I do a cardio walk every day around the, the block, and it's Just weird. Just say you do a walk. It's weird because. You don't need to say you do a cardio walk. Just say you go for a walk. Why? Because it sounds like, eh, it just sounds, I don't know, presumptuous to say. I'm going for my cardio walk. I'm just going for a walk. If there's any cardio benefit to it, so good. Okay, my goodness. All right. 
I'll back up. I don't, so I don't even know why I, go, I said that. It doesn't matter what time of the morning I go. I don't go at a specific time. I will always run into the same neighbor. It is the weirdest thing. Like kind of, I'm kind of wondering if he's waiting for me and he sees yeah. me outside his window, but he's always coming the opposite direction. And I, I oh, change, he's waiting. He's I, waiting for you. I change up my, my, uh, my route. Um, is that too presumptuous to say? I change my direction. How about that? I change my direction every day and yeah. it, it, I, I will almost probably th- four times a week. I'll run into him at, at different times. So that's really not part of the story. I just think it's you just, interesting. Do you just wave to him? Do you have an exchange? Oh, we have an exchange. And so I... I you ever w- say, hey, weirdo, why are you following me? I I was on a walk earlier this week. Just a walk. It was just a stroll, actually. It, there wasn't anything um, beneficial about it. It was just a stroll. He says, hey, babe, take a walk on the wild side. He said, hey, babe. Take a walk on the wild side. And I was supposed to be in the Caribbean this week. And so... Oh, yeah. We mentioned that on the last podcast, and that fell through because of a hurricane, right? Well, there were two reasons, yeah, the which I wanted to get to in a minute. But I want to, I want to go back to this, what you're talking about with people believing things and not questioning them. But yeah, I'll get to that because I want to ask your opinion on something on that related. Anyway, the point is, he said, hey, I thought you were going to be in the Dominican Republic this week. And I said, yeah, I said between the storm and there's, there's some surges in COVID, it just made sense for the company to pull the plug on our retreat. And he said, COVID, he goes, I've had COVID. COVID's, COVID, COVID doesn't hurt you. And I said, wait, what? And he said, have you had, have you had COVID? And I said, well, yeah. And I go, in fact, cause you and I were talking about this, Pat, you just recently had COVID. I've known mm-hmm. five other people in my circle who have had it. And I said, yeah, sounds like it's on an uptick. I've had, you know, I know five people who've had it. And he's like, how sick were they? That this is the question I'm getting most of the time. Now people go, how sick were they? I go, I, I don't know. I one of them was out for a while. Why? Because I, I that wasn't COVID. They might have tested positive, but that was the flu. That was the flu. And he was very, very pushy and adamant about it. And I said, he goes, "Have you had it?" And I go, "Yeah, I had it back in September." And I said, "I was, I was down for the count for a solid six days, and then it took me another couple of weeks to get back to a hundred percent." And he goes. Yeah, that was the flu. It was probably the flu. And I said, no, I tested positive for, oh, no, no, no. Wasn't COVID. It was the flu. The government's just trying to scare us, is what he's saying. And I thought, mm-hmm. gosh, I, I just, I, I, I didn't know what to say other than I kind of laughed and he goes, oh, you can laugh all you want, but you know what? It's the flu that's going to get everybody, not COVID. And I, I, how would you have reacted to that? I just said, okay, well, Larry, good to see you. Have, have a good day. And every yeah. day I'm trying to time my stroll so that I don't run into him because I don't want to have any more conversations about this. Yeah, I, I know it, it's, it's bewildering. Um, this certitude that people express those things. We, yes, we have a, that's it. We, the certitude. That's what drove me crazy. Instead of him just saying, it's well. It's based on nothing, too. Exactly. It's not based on evidence. No, exactly. It's based on an opinion that somebody told, said on a talk show or who knows what. Oh, I and think this he just made it up. Fact. He's one Could of these. Be. Yeah. He's one of these guys that thinks they're right about everything. He will never say, gosh, I got that wrong or, or I'm considering this possibility. 
Ah, he's just, the, I love that word you used. What was it? Cert, certitude. Certitude. There's yes, certain, certitude. Right. Yeah. So anyway. There's no room for discussion. They're None. right. That's exactly. Yeah. No room. So and no, no need to engage them. Uh, I think I've, we've talked about this old philosophy called Occam's Razor. It's Yes. A, it's, it's basically the idea of it is that when you're presented with a situation or an occurrence or a, a problem and you the, the most the most in, intelligent way to approach it is let's go with the easiest simplest yeah m- simplest solution. solution that's almost always is the correct solution right but when people uh diverge from that they go in they let's go with the most ridiculous possibility <laughs> Let's, let's go with the wildest conspiracy. Let's don't go with the obvious. Let's right. go with the craziest. Exactly. And I don't know what that's about. Why would you steer that way unless you just think it makes life more interesting or something? I don't know. I don't know. And, and it's, not, it's, yeah, not to, it's not to say that every once in a while the craziest solution is indeed correct. But people, yeah, can be. But people err on the side of everything being yeah. that. And it's like, that is just, to me, a terrible way to live. Because it just, to me, it feels, par- I don't know if paranoid is the right word I'm using. It just feels paranoid to me. The, uh, the conspiracy theorists, the people that don't trust this and they don't trust that, just calm down. Calm the hell down. Not everything is out to get you. Not everything Not everything is a conspiracy. But they think it is. Everything's yeah. a conspiracy. Yeah. And, crazy. Uh, it's, it, it's a crazy, crazy world. Maybe anyway. it's a, I guess we've always been crazy, but it just seems heightened yeah. right now. Yeah. So you were reading I, an article. Well, it, it uh, was a, an article called Future Cringe, and I don't know if I agree with all of it, but in the midst of this future cringe means what are those things that when we get, uh, say, 10 years down the road from now, that we're going to look back on and cringe that we ever thought this was cool or right or justifiable. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they list off things like the shoe Crocs. They say, 10 years from now, we're going to look at Crocs. What? Yeah. That's so stupid. Looking. Yeah. No. Gender, re- these are their, this is their list. No, no, gender, I, know. I know. I'm just gen- saying that g- won't happen, but. Gender reveal parties. God. In other did words, you, who's, yeah. Did you ahead. see the latest one that uh, it was a couple, I believe I'm going to get it wrong, Texas, New Mexico, somewhere. A plane flew over. They've got um, a big balloon display of different silver balloons. They're standing in a field with these balloons. A plane flies over and releases pink liquid or pink dust or something and then it crashed and the okay. pilot died did you read about that, that just happened no a week i did ago. not i did not I just and people are like enough with these gender reveal things good grief who yeah. can't just stop it already well but you know also who's to say what gender somebody's gonna wind up being anymore you know there's that but it's just to me it's just so egotistical uh, yeah. other things on their list this is one that bugs me to death, Lisa. Mm. People don't say, yeah, well, I'm kind of working my way through life and, you know, trying some stuff. Mm-hmm. They don't say that. They say, I'm going through my journey. <laughs> the journey. It's my journey. Think, oh, What's wrong with on. that? It is a journey. It, it sounds so self-inflated and so self-indulgent and so self-centered. 
my really? journey. Oh, thank you, Lewis and Clark. On the first part of the journey, I was looking at all the life. There were plants and birds and rocks and things. There was sand and hills and rain. Get that from that, but that bug, it just bugs me. It okay, just makes I'll, it I'll... sound more important. Their their life and their journeys is bigger than anybody else. It's this whole thing of the people we you know we tend to embrace ourselves and our generation. As uniquely enlightened. It, it, those that came before, what a bunch of dolts. <laughs> you know, I, I would challenge anybody, sit down, read a book from 200, 300 years of, of ago a good author a philosopher and and guess what you'll discover that oh my gosh that they they're pretty smart yeah they knew stuff back then yeah i thought we only knew stuff now they knew stuff back then the pandemic might be one something we would look back on um they they discussed basically all the ways we reacted to the pandemic everybody has their own take Mm -hmm. Patty and I met a friend that we've known for years who whispered to her, you know, the uh, COVID's just a hoax. You know mm -hmm. that, right? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, uh, it's a hoax? Mm -hmm. Over a million people and counting mm -hmm. are dead? Mm -hmm. And that's a hoax? Mm -hmm. What do you say to that? You know, I, exactly. I, I follow up with that. Yeah. That's... Also, they list uh, things like uh, the silliness of aligning ourselves to certain political agendas. Maybe we'll look back at, at that. I, although I never think that's going to change. I disagree. Of, I think that's always going to happen. I think that that is very oh, an innate human yeah, trait no, I, I to have. That. It's very tribal. It's very, that is just how humans are. They are tribey, yeah. tribey people. The word, the word tribe is old, you know, for crying out loud. Uh, monarchies, you know, this business of Prince King Charles and all of that. That just is kind of silly. Maybe we'll get over that and be embarrassed yeah. about it as we look back. The way we follow celebrities, we follow people like we let 10 or 12 people, uh, major global celebrities, uh, somehow set the agenda for what we ought to think about. We follow them. They can do no wrong. I just push back on that. I always have. Um, see what else? Oh, beanies. This is another one of my pet peeves. Mm -hmm. Guys, especially that wear these little beanie. You know, stocking cap thing on their head. I What's cannot the point of that? stand men who wear beanies. Thank I you. had a first date, coffee date with a guy a few yeah. months, few months ago. <laughs> super cute, super, um, uh, just, just nice, fun, yeah. easygoing. Yeah. And he shows up in a freaking beanie, and I'm like. Get that stupid <laughs> thing off your head. You look like a moron. Did you say that? No. Oh, yeah, of course. But I you said thought, that. yeah. Oh, I was thinking it, and I'm still thinking of thinking it. Apparently, Were you that was staring at ago. it the whole time. Yeah, that God. that'll give them a clue if you just stare. So at dumb. It. Just yeah. get your beanie. What are you hiding under there? What's yeah, under you there? Just, Stop. You didn't it. want to take the time to wash your hair, even though we're going on a date. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that it? Now, do you feel anyway. as strongly about? baseball caps kind of I here's do. my thing about here's I my I, I must confess lisa i wear baseball caps a lot uh but i you know i exercise and go jogging it's my cardiac jog 
And I, oh, um, you know, you just say you go for a jog, Pat. You don't oh, have to okay. be all fancy. Jesus. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. In fact, don't Let's, even say jog. Just say you, you go out for, you know, a little run. Here's my thing about a baseball cap. There is a function to it. It is the bill is to keep the sun out of yes, your eyes. Yes, exactly. And that makes sense. But the guys who wear them backwards, I'm thinking, why are you uh, wearing a hat? Exactly. What's the point? Why are you wearing a hat if you're going to not even use it for its functionality? I was in a meeting, a business meeting the other day, and a guy had his hat on, his baseball hat on backwards. And I wanted to just say, do you have an idea how stupid you look? You look so stupid. (laughs) And not only that, because he was not a child. He's not a kid. He's not a teenager. He's not a rap star. He's not a gangster. He's none of those things. He's a grown-ass man wearing his baseball cap backwards. (sighs) Oh. Oh, man. I can't believe how you and I are on the same page about that. <laughs> Bugs me. Why does it bug me? I don't know. I don't it's just know. to me, don't wear a baseball hat if you're not going to use it for the for what it was intended to do, which is to shield your eyes from bright light. That's what yes. it's there for. And I also wear a baseball cap when I'm out for my medium stroll that I do every day. When it's raining, because then it keeps yeah. the rain off my Again, delicate function. little yes. face. Yeah. Well, you know what? I will say this also. Nothing to me is sexier than a woman wearing a baseball cap. Really? I just, oh, gosh, I think that just is so cool. Huh. Especially if you got a ponytail hanging out the back. What the hell? Sexy. I heard, I've heard men say that before, and I think I look absurd in a baseball cap. Yeah. I'm going to have to start wearing more. I got to quit. Then you know what? This takes all, this takes all the pressure off. I don't have to do my hair anymore. I can just put on no. a baseball cap and no, they'll be I, I swear to you, look, you will look twice as sexy wearing a baseball cap. Huh. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I'm not um, joking around. I know I'm kind of making fun of this, but I, I'm going to start putting, um, I'm going to put a baseball cap picture up on yeah. and just see what happens. Okay, good. Let me know. I I'm guarantee you it's going to go crazy like a man walking down the street with a puppy. It's a chick magnet. And a baseball cap on a woman is a guy magnet. I'm telling you, Lisa. Okay. I know this to be true. Okay. Some other cringeworthy things they list are pushing dogs and baby strollers, <laughs> buying exercise equipment, wearing low trousers, and listening to political or financial pundits for and for any reason, all of that, we're going to look back on and say, why did I listen to that? What a bunch of crap. Yeah. Hey, I can't believe it, but we're done already. I've got such a long list of stuff. Well, I I, I'm, I, we're not done. We're not done. Um, so, yeah, I wanted uh, to oh, ask. Oh, yes, we are. I wanted to ask you. <laughs> so, yeah, I was supposed to be in the Dominican Republic this week. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I started up cigars again. Go ahead. And that was... Um, um, canceled because uh there was a tropical storm that was that came off the coast of Africa uh, yeah. that turned into hurricane lee and our the director of our company had reached out to everybody on Monday morning when we were all supposed to fly out and the models I don't know if you ever follow hurricane models but they're very unpredictable it's like they they have these what they call spaghetti uh spaghetti patterns that I think yeah. Heidi Klum might be my favorite hurricane model. Yeah. But go ahead. And so anyway, he said to us um 
you know, there's kind there's a 50-50 chance that this could be kind of an issue later on this week when you all are supposed to be flying home. And he kind of gave everybody the option. And I thought, and I wanted to get your take on this. I, I'm thinking 50-50 chance. I don't feel like I want to fly into a hurricane. 50-50 to me doesn't seem like great odds, but to other people, they're like, no, that's great odds. What? What's your thought? Would you have gone? No. I opted out. Oh. I stayed home. 50-50 is lousy. That's, that that's means uh, you've got just as good a chance of running into a hurricane as not. E- yeah. Equal chance. Well, well, that's ridiculous. Okay. If there's a 5% chance, okay, I might do it then. You know, I always think about this when, when they, we get, you're getting on an airplane and then the, an announcement comes over and says, oh, ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing some uh, technical mechanical issues with the plane right now. We think we have them resolved, but uh, we think it might be a little dicey to go ahead and fly. And I know half the people on the plane are thinking, well, I'm willing to take the chance. If, if, the, if the pilot thinks we've got a pretty good chance... Of successful, yeah, no, no, I'm well, out. Let's go for it. Put it up to a vote of 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 everybody on the plane, <laughs> and and in a democracy, uh, majority rules. And if everybody thinks, yeah, let's try it. Let's yeah. go for it. I'm out. I think, not me. Not, not me. Not yeah. me. Why, why does this guy get to decide for it? Exactly. He thinks if he thinks he could make it. Oh, I wanted to ask one more thing. I wanted to mention one more thing. Uh, after we wrap up this podcast, we are going over to some people's house. And, and my wife is bringing the main dish. She makes, Lisa, I don't know if you like clams, but my wife, Patty, makes the greatest clam linguine that you've ever eaten. So we thought, okay, we, we tell them in advance, we'll bring this, and she's going to cook this. And, uh, and then we started yesterday calling supermarkets around the area down here in central Oregon to see who had clams. We need, we're going to need four pounds of them. Jeez. And, uh, cause there's quite a group and, uh, and everywhere she called, ah, we don't have any clams right now, but then she started calling places like Albertsons. And the first guy says, well, uh, ma'am, I, uh, I do have clams here, but, uh, I can't sell you these. These are, these are, these are all dead. Oh. Right. I, I don't want to sell you these. Yeah. And, and Patty's thinking, well, why are you even mentioning that you do have clams, but that you can't sell them because they're dead? Why wait, even mention it? Wait a minute. Are, well, are we, they, well I, I do. I do have a pet dog, but he's dead. Do, so I'm really stupid. Are, are clams alive when she get? are they alive when she gets yeah, them and then she kills yeah. them? How does she yeah, kill them? You, uh, through a, a verbal abuse, mostly. <laughs> You're nothing. You think you're a big clam. You're nothing. You're nothing. Um, no, they, they have to be. If you see a clam with this, it's, it's open, then it's done. Uh-huh. So you oh, want and you don't want to eat a dead one? Man, uh, well, you don't know we how eat, long they've been dead. We yeah. eat dead chickens and dead cows. Yeah, but this is a different deal. And uh, okay, all right. So, so the watchword okay. is if they if they if they have opened their little mouths, they're not really mouths. Ah, I did not and know that they've croaked. So you want them so with their sh- lids shut. 
She's and so, <laughs> there's a lot yeah. of people I want with their lids shut. So she's so, looking for four pounds of live living clams. Yes, and she's calling around. All right. And everybody's saying, Oh, I can't sell you these, ma'am. These are dead. <laughs> and then she calls so 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 th- then she called we finally found some, by the way. But she calls one guy, he's a Fred Meyer. And he goes, and she's you know, you have to call or you yeah. the front desk or all that. Finally this guy comes on and says, Hi, this is Jason. Can I help you? I said, yes, Jason. Uh, do you have any clams? Clums? <laughs> no, clams. Clums? No, clams. C-L-A-M-S, clams. Oh. Hey. Bob, do we have any clams? No. But we got some clums. <laughs> he didn't really say that. Yeah. But the guy thought clums. And I told Patty later, I said, you should have challenged him on it. He said, yes, yes, clums. Do you have any clums? Uh, let me check. Uh, yes, we have four pounds of clums here. Good, I'll take them. What color are they? Okay, here we go, Lise. <sighs> okay. After driving all night, a company rep was still a long way from home as dawn broke. He decided to pull over and catch up on his sleep for a couple of hours. Well, unbeknownst to him, he'd chosen to park his car on the city's main jogging route. These are people jogging for cardiac purposes. Oh, cardiac or cardio? Cardio or cardiac. (laughs) That is an important distinction, isn't it? Yes, it is. Barely had the guy dozed off in his car than he was startled by a knock on the car window. Uh Uh-oh. It was a jogger. Uh Uh-oh. The jogger says... Ah, uh, yeah, what's the time? The guy's kind of irritated. He goes, let me look at my watch here. It's 7.15. And the jogger moves on. The guy tries to doze again, but pretty soon, another knock on his window. Another jogger. Oh, no. What's the time? Uh, it's 7.30. Thank you. He, got, he runs off. Again, he tried to get sleep, but he's quickly woken by another jogger oh, hammering on the window. Heaven's sake. What? What's the time? It's 7.45. That was the last straw. Yeah. The guy took a pen and paper, and he put a sign in his car window that said, I do not know the time. <laughs> and he put it on the window. Smart. Yeah, no sooner had he fallen asleep again than another jogger pounded on the window and said, Hey, buddy, it's 7.55. <laughs> That's good. Hey, now, you're an all-star. It's a game on.
Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.